Welcome to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. Welcome to another show. This is The Warrior Mindset, and I want to tell you how grateful I am that you tuned in to this show. It means a lot. I know you could listen to a lot of other podcasts out in the world and that you spend time with this one. Well, it means the world to me. So I just finished watching the book of Boba Fett season finale. If you know me or have known me for any time, you know that I am a Star Wars freak from a long time ago. Like literally win trivia games and challenges about Star Wars. No one can beat me. I know I sound like I'm bragging and it's not really something to brag about. But um, yeah, I just, I love this stuff. I've been into it since I was a kid. I just love it. So anyway, just finished the book of Boba Fett and... I know that it's gotten some negative feedback. Some people don't like it. Um, Whatever. Look, we get Boba Fett on screen. You know, like, just shut up. Um, So let me just say this right now. Spoilers. If you haven't watched it and you plan to, I will probably spoil it. So just listen to older episodes of this show. (laughs) <laughs> until you until you catch up or until you've decided that you don't care anymore. Um there you go. That's your your spoiler warning and you should have had enough time to turn it off. So uh if you're still here and you've seen it, I would love to hear what you think. But also uh let's carry on. So the book of Boba Fett and his lesson lessons of leadership. This is what I got from it. Maybe it's just where I am in my world right now. But this was, I think, an underlying theme that the writers and producers meant for us to get. And, uh, hey, you know, I'm picking up what you're putting down. So let's go through it here. Um, so, yeah, if you're like me, you've, you've basically, uh, you know, gotten up every Wednesday morning and watched it. Uh, I've been enjoying that. I'm going to miss it until, you know, we get more mandalorians on wednesday mornings uh so yeah so that's what i've done every wednesday morning um so like i said there's something i've noticed across these episodes and it's how they're handling how they handled boba fett's growth he's gone from being a single like owner operator a freelancer whatever i mean he's a bounty hunter to learning how to be a strong leader, right? So going from by himself, operating by himself, to leading others, right? So he's gone, going and gone from bounty hunter to crime syndicate boss, right? I think in any scenario, it's a compelling uh, thing, you know? I mean, and how many of you have gone through or maybe are going through this growth process from 
uh, standalone or uh, loner owner owner operator to you know managing people or maybe you started your own business and you're hiring people or you know you work somewhere and you manage multiple people um, you know that it's very different doing that versus being by yourself you know there's a lot to unpack here so let's um let's try to go through it So we, we start off uh, with him. He's, you know, and if you know anything about this character, he's like the best bounty hunter in all the galaxy. Been working for a huge employer, uh, the Galactic Empire, as well as uh, Jabba the Hutt. And we catch up with him at the beginning of the story just after he's taking, taken over the business of his former employer. He's taken over, you know, Jabba's stuff. He's taken over everything that this guy had uh, been in control of. And the story uses these flashbacks uh, to sort of backfill the story, uh, incorporating current time and, and stuff where he was after the events of Return of the Jedi up until now. So in the very first flashback, we get Fett in the belly of the Sarlacc pit, right? Which is where he fell in at the end of Return of the Jedi, fighting to free himself. Um, and he gets out and he gets captured by a group of these Tusken Raiders, right? He's captured and enslaved only through the course of the next couple of uh, flashbacks and episodes. He sort of earns his place in the tribe by... Uh, deeds of heroism and courage and self-sacrifice, right? And the character learns that one of the most powerful lessons in leadership is that the only thing you can control is your choices. The only thing you have power over is what you do. Not what other people do or what other people say. You can't control other people. Right, A lot like the Stoic writings of Marcus Aurelius, we talk about Stoicism and him a lot on these shows that we do here at Warrior Mindset. He learns the difference between what he can change and what he can't change through his stint with the Tuscans. There's a lot of application and utility there as it relates to business and being in a leadership role or transitioning it doesn't have to be as painful as it was for Fett. Um, you know, watch the show, learn from his lessons. You know, being in a leadership position is a lonely thing. It can be a lonely place to be. And the only thing you can do as a leader is focus on the things that you can change for the positive. Whether that's related to other people or internally. You have to focus on growth. And I don't mean, you know, growth in the sense of, you know, startup, like raising more money or growth hacking, all those terms. I don't mean that. I mean personal growth. Everything we hear is an opinion, not a fact. Everything we see is a perspective, not the truth. Marcus Aurelius. So, yeah, everything you see and hear from other people on your team or 
other people in the world, your customers, your clients, your comp- competition. It's their opinion. Albeit typically full of their own agenda, perspectives, emotion. Everything anyone says to you is their opinion. You can follow it. You can heed it. You can fight against it. You can do nothing. Again, doing nothing is a choice. The only thing that you can control is your choice, what you do with said information, what you do with your response to the things they say. Right? Just like just like that prisoner that Fett was tied up next to, we see that their responses are very different. Right? We see this play out a couple of times in the story. They respond emotionally, and Fett keeps a level head, trusts in his abilities, and he makes a choice. If you can get out of responding to things happening in your business, on your team, or personally, if you can get out of responding emotionally, then you can begin to make choices and steer things in the right direction or in a positive direction instead of just responding from that place of emotion. There, let's continue the story. There are opposing forces that show up, the first of which is in the form of these hut twins called the twins, and they want to take over what Fed has just claimed. In fact, they think it's theirs. And uh, in some scenes while he's taking tribute and going through <laughs> the motions of, uh, you know, his meetings, that we all have to go through. Luckily, Fett doesn't have to do Zoom meetings. Um, people come to him, so he's, he's in a good position there. We learn through his own words that he wants to lead by respect and trust instead of ruling with fear. And in order to do that, He has to embody those qualities. He needs to make decisions with that in mind and not respond emotionally. So at this point, we're a couple of episodes in. I don't remember where, two or three in, a bunch of flashbacks. Uh, You know, at this point in time, I was noticing everybody on the Internet, you know, complaining, this isn't the Boba Fett that I remember, the Boba Fett I remember, kick more ass. You know that's debatable. I mean, in the original, the original trilogy, uh, episodes four, five, and six, he kind of didn't do much, and then he got his ass kicked in the end. Um, so I, I don't really know what you're saying there, but uh, I quite enjoyed the the change from that to this, and that's because he's making that transition from being the loner freelancer, owner operator, to being an employer, a leader of others person in charge of an expansive business made up of multiple teams and multiple individual operators. He must now lead by making choices and not just blasting those he doesn't agree with. He has to use patience. He has to be disciplined. He has to pick which fights to pick. He has to pick which fights to fight. Just like, just like Michael Corleone in The Godfather. It's, it echoes that. We even get a nice scene where they're eating together. In a lot of 
in a few flashbacks, we see him making emotionally emotion decisions, like when he attacks that uh, outpost and training up his his first team. He's his first business. <laughs> He has he has like a little first business we get to see with the Tuscans. He trains them up how to how to attack that train and drive speeder bikes and stuff. Um, and while he's he's learning, he's he's learned the value of a team. He's learned the value of a tribe over operating alone. He makes some mistakes. He's too aggressive, right? He has short term success, but you know sometimes sometimes if you've been in business for a while, sometimes you realize being too aggressive with your competition. Um, can have consequences. You know, you can build a reputation. You ha- uh, that's something you have to deal with. Um, you have to take ownership in the long run for the good or the bad of, of your decisions. We, we sort of see this play out for the positive <clears throat> when he decides not to wage war with the twins. He, he, he has patience. He keeps his eye on the long term. He, he practices growth mindset here. And then, uh, as a result, the twins are driven out of business by much larger players that we discover the Pikes. We even see a small bit of this echoed when we see Fett um, later. He sees uh, Fett fighting with Fett sees uh, Black Chrysanthemum. He's that big, the big Wookiee guy um, fighting with some Trandoshans in the in the sanctuary uh, cantina there. Um, he sees that he witnesses that, and uh, he then he hire he even hires the guy. You know, he hires some former competition um, on his team because he realizes that Chrysanthemum is not quite. You know, he doesn't have the mindset for 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 management, but he he is awesome at what he does, and so you know he brings him over to his team. Thought that was cool, um, and we see Chrysanthemum. He you know instead of making the the decision. Based in, in that growth mindset, he makes that he makes a quick emotional decision. He, he yanks that guy's arm off. Um, you know, and he pays for it, literally and figuratively. And uh, you know, I think that's there to sort of uh, shadow the difference between where Fett is and where uh, he used to be. Uh, chapter four, they call it the Gathering Storm. Uh, he's he's literally hosting a banquet. Um, for the other crime bosses, the other his other competition, the other businesses in the area, um, and he learns. I think he learns at that point. Um, you know, he makes a decision not to directly uh, try to try to ins- try to empower everyone or try to take them over. At that point, he just he realizes that you know you can be uh, friendly with your competition. You know, that, that while, you know, you're maybe competing for the same resources, you don't have to be direct enemies. Um, it reminded me, speaking of Godfather, it reminded me of that uh, keep your friends close but your enemies closer thing that uh, Michael Corleone, I, I forget who he's telling. I'll look, try to look up the video there. But um, keep your friends close but your enemies closer. <laughs> Uh, you know, and in business, that that's not such a bad thing. I mean, you know, you, you, sometimes you need to, sometimes you need to be friendly with the competition. Uh, you know, you don't you don't always have to be head to head enemies with everyone. Uh, you know, the the series 
getting a lot of criticism for the flashbacks and what they claim is broken storyline. Uh, there's a couple of episodes there that focus more on the Mandalorian than Fett. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a good break. You know, I th- thought it was cool. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just happy to see, you know, these characters on my screen because I love it so much. Uh, you know, I, I think that's just where I come from. So, uh, you know, but let's let's talk about those two um, sections that aren't really about Fett, but about the Mandalorian who's who's in there. Um, and I was re- reminded of a quote. We're talking about uh, the Mandalorian way. I was reminded of a quote. Don't cling to a mistake just because you spent a lot of time making it. It's one of my favorite things to sort of keep me uh, always thinking uh, for, you know, thinking for the future. Like when I make decisions in business, like I always want to make sure that I'm not just doing something the same way because I've always done it that way. Um, you know, a lot, most of the time that's, that's fine. You know, you, you got successful somehow, you know, don't, don't, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater just because, you know, you're seeking change for the sake of it. If something's working, you know, tweak it. Don't, don't break it. But at the same time, you know, technologies change, people change. You have to be open to that stuff. And, uh, you know, if something's annoying, you should, you should work on it. So even in these episodes, the feature, the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, we're presented with this notion that you should always be growing, learning, upgrading yourself when and where you can. Um, be- because it's important. It's important to stay on top of your game. And then after after the Mandalorian beats uh, beats the other guy in their duel over the the dark saber, the the armorer asks him if, he, if he's ever taken off his helmet, and he tells the truth. And basically, the armorer kicks him out. You know, he's kicked out of the tribe. Um, he's rejected. And he realizes through the course of the couple episodes or, or, or he either realizes it or it's just kind of thrust and thr- thrust into his brain there that uh, their ways may not be, may not always be the right way. You know, um, while at heart that way of doing things has gotten him to where he is and it's trustworthy, he, he may need to he may need to really take that stuff to heart and reevaluate who he is in relation to these morals that he's carried. Just because you've always done something a certain way, you should always be looking at it and studying it, make sure it's still the right way. By being open to criticism, checking that ego at the door, you'll find yourself eventually on the right team. You can have surrounded yourself with people that truly see things the same way and are willing to make changes in their lives along with you. Um, It's important. That stuff's important, you know? Uh, Like, that's a good way to continue making mistakes over and over and over. 
it's it's not easy to know when to course correct or to just straight up drop something or someone. Um, at the same time, at the same time, he's committed, right? And then the last, like, I don't know, two or three episodes, um, we see this this underlying um, theme of commitment and an important attribute in yourself, in an employee, a team member, even a friend, is commitment. Commitment and commitment leads to trust. As leaders, we seek it out and try to develop this in ourselves and others. A, lo- a sidebar, though, is along with commitment, we should reward uh, thought that gives us positive feedback and critique. Not positive in terms of just telling you what you want to hear. I mean things that true trusted feedback that helps you sort of navigate the ship properly and, and useful critique. We should work to find or create an environment where that can happen safely under your leadership or command or whatever. And also, in terms of commitment in these last couple of episodes, we see, we see that we have to go all in. You have to make the decision, and you have to commit to it. You have to go all in. Burn the boats. Like Cortez, you know, when... I mean, for good or bad, the story, you know, it's not great for the natives that were there, but when Cortez came over to the Americas, he, the story is he told his men, you know, to burn the boats that when we leave, we'll be leaving in their boats, and it made everyone commit. Now, that's like a, not a great, uh, you know, it's not a great term of leadership, forcing people to do things, but uh, the concept of, of uh, you know, going all in and burning the boats that you can get home on, like like deliberately remove your ability to easily escape the situation you're in, makes you commit. And I always add, at the same time, you retain your values. The commitment FET shows to this mission of ruling by respect and working for working for the betterment of his company, his organization, instead of taking care of his own personal needs, they literally have that conversation where they're making decisions on, well, we could stay here and fight or we can pack it up and run. And he chooses to fight. And then everybody, I don't know if everybody or just, just the Mandalorian at that point says, okay, I'm with you. He gets that loyalty. It pays off in a big way, right? That's the whole point of the story. He makes personal sacrifices Risks losing everything personally. I mean, it's a romantic story. That's the whole point. I mean, it doesn't have to be that big. But for a lot of businesses, a lot of business owners, it is that big. And I like the part, like, we see him, uh, Cad Bane comes out and he's negotiating with Cad, or he's talking with Cad Bane or whatever. Cad Bane's kind of laying it out there and Boba Fett's like, whatever. Telling him that, you know, he, the, the, him and the people he worked for, the ones that killed his original Tuscans, the original tribe, and he gets really mad, and you can tell he's about to just blast him. 
Um, and he, you know, the other two, uh, Finnick and, uh, Din Djarin are like talking to him there and <clears throat> they're telling him, don't take the bait, you know, think for the longer term. He's listening to his, to his lieutenants. He's listening to his management team. Don't be emotional. Don't respond emotionally. Make the better choice. Have the growth mindset. This obvious choice over personal revenge for the long-term goals and better position for his organization. That's the whole point of it. And in the end, he still gets to blast everybody. Um, you know, he still, he still badasses out a little bit. Retaining that growth mindset is very difficult. Right? It's hard to have one, like a real one. A lot of times we give it lip service, we don't practice it. And that's the hard part. It's hard to see the bigger position, the longer, the bigger picture, the longer story when we're in the trenches of anger and fear. I mean, fear gets the best of us. Being a leader of anything comes with a strong daily dose of anger and fear. Emotions. It just does. It doesn't really matter how, but you, you, to be successful, I mean, for me personally, for successful people I talk to, they always have people in their corner, right? It doesn't matter if it's, you know, other people on the team, maybe good friends, peers in the industry, or even a, even a coach, right? It doesn't matter where you get it from. You need to seek it out. You need to cultivate growth mindset in everything you do, really. I mean, one thing's for sure. I'll, I'll end with this. Um, one thing's for sure. If you try to fight alone for too long, you'll, you'll fall alone, you know? Um, you'll get burned out. You'll get tired. You know, eventually those emotions will, will eat you up. I promise they will. I've been there. I've talked to others. So that was my, uh, my quick uh, review. I loved the show. I thought that was really great um, underlying uh, points and things of the, of the show. Again, I don't know that everybody will sort of see that I did because I think maybe that's where I am in my, in my world. But um, I hope you got something out of this. Uh, go watch the show. I think, I think you'll like it, especially if you hadn't thought about these things. Um, I think you'll see them in there. And, uh, you know, go watch, go watch Godfather uh, as well. Part two is probably more so in line with this stuff. Um, part one sort of, sort of sets it up. Part two is really where um, Michael Corleone comes into power in his trials and tribulations, <laughs> running a criminal empire. Um, hey, man, whatever gets you up in the morning. So there you go. Book of Boba Fett. Go check it out. Until next time, y'all. <laughs>